Welcome, right Austin Matthews. Right Austin. <laughs> Body over through Austin Matthews over for his last three against the Yokes. Yikes! The Arizona Coyotes own the Maple Leafs at this point, but we have plenty of time to talk about it all. Thank wow. you for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes post-game show. Brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters, and Craig Morgan is calling in from the East Coast, still on the road. unknown. But unlike last year, where we did not have one winning post-game show in the month of October... Here we are, the Coyotes' third game of the season, and I don't want to flex, but I'm going to flex. I was right. I was right. And I think, Craig, we need to get this out of the way before, like, we go much farther, because Leah's been talking about it now for (laughs) over an hour, actually since the first period. So, without further ado, Sean, do you have it? Uh, oh, the video? For the, the video. Day, the receipts of me. Oh, right? the receipts. Yeah, we have the receipts. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's roll it. And let's play the game. When did the Coyotes get their first win? And the date that I see is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, I love it. Because They're gonna beat the Toronto. Coyotes are the Leafs They're going to beat Toronto in Toronto <laughs> on game three. It's just a fun Wow, thing. that's aggressive. It's just a fun I thing. I will say this, though. Why not? If you go over the last 10 years, and I'll have to get, we'll have to have Craig find this out before that game. The Coyotes have played extremely well in that building. I know. They've it's won. the opposite of P- Pittsburgh and Boston. Well, how, no matter how good Toronto is or, or, or Arizona is in the standings, it's a building that Arizona does well in. Leah? I'm still saying Toronto. Toronto. Really? Yeah. <sighs> Toronto know, on man. Monday, Montreal Thursday, Ottawa Saturday. I'm standing by Toronto. I it's proof is in the pudding like she did it and she stuck with it Toronto and, and Craig we've had this discussion so many times about how certain buildings you're either really good in or you're really bad we in. just saw them be bad in Boston they can't <laughs> can't get a win by that's the Toronto Maple Leafs that's one of the best teams in the Eastern they have, Conference they have the second best odds to win the cup going into the season yeah I I, I still watching that game was it was like well, Matthews is going to wake up, right? Like Matthews. And then in the third period, it fin- and you go, okay, this is over. It's, they're going to, they actually might blow out the oats. I, I, Craig, what the heck is it about <laughs> Scotiabank? I don't know. I, you know, before the game, I'm sure you guys saw the number uh, nine, four and two all time in Scotiabank, which is their best points percentage of any existing arena in the NHL. If you throw out Seattle where they played one game. It's crazy. And and we talked about it going into Pittsburgh and Boston as well. Those are two b- buildings where they never win. And by the way, the next building they're going into is another place where they never win in Saint-Tropez. But this arena, for some reason, it doesn't matter who they put on the ice. It's all about the sweaters. That's it. <laughs> but did you start to feel like I felt it during the day when I was on Twitter and you go goaltending issues, Shogren's going to start. And I go, oh, my God. Leah might be right like this it's starting to set up for just exactly what happened and I don't know what it is about Coyote players that play better in that building like there were moments in this game where the Coyotes looked good in the second period they looked better than the Maple Leafs they did they moved the puck well they were taking the puck away from the from Toronto like honestly we hadn't seen that in the first two games at all. Not even only time we saw them look that well and move the puck that well was on the power play. Five on five tonight, there were moments where they that puck movement was exceptional. 
Like, and I, and I guess I'm going to enjoy it and dwell on it a little bit because we may not see that every night. That might be a once in a couple of weeks thing. So I'm going to enjoy it. That, it was a heck of a game. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to see that that often. Probably you're right about that. That's why we're going to enjoy this for now. Yeah, I, it is. One of the things that I, I, I'm sure you guys notice, and it's been, it's been a trend. I know the season's very short right now, but it's been a trend through all these games. Their power play looks superb. And and let's let's break it down even further. That's the same three guys that seem to connect on all their power play goals. <laughs> Shane Gostisbehere can run a power play, guys. He is yep. an excellent power play quarterback. He is making things happen out there. And usually he's finding Nick Ritchie. They've connected on all three of R- Ritchie's goals this season on the power play. Shane Gostisbehere has five points in three games. I know we keep talking about it. Some people want to keep him. A lot of people want to keep Gostisbehere and Nick Ritchie. But in terms of upping their value, if they do get moved at the trade deadline, my God, these two Nailing guys are really it. Ridiculous. He, yeah. Jane Gosses understood the assignment. Yeah, understand he, the assignment. he truly did. And to see Gosses set up Richie again from Mosier and Gosses like, and I saw a comment and I know it was joking, but about the Coyotes power play. I mean, they've, they've been productive. That's the most consistent thing the Coyotes have going for them so far through three games. And by the way, tonight, let's set aside the tank let's set aside they yeah. shan't, can't be winning games it's, it's toronto a, it's the third game it's toronto yeah, we're gonna completely win. like put that narrative aside for the night and just freaking enjoy this because 100%. there's gonna be a lot of misery ahead so i'm just yes. putting like that's Agreed. my clearing we're not doing that tonight we're just gonna talk i mean there's still some things we have to talk about like that probably aren't so positive but yeah but but, but you're right if, if this team's got a we said this before. Be exciting. Be fun to watch. And if you're going to win games, do it against Colorado, Tampa, Pittsburgh, and Toronto. Yep. Do it against the good teams. You cannot afford to win Don't games beat against Chicago. Chicago. Don't beat those teams. But this, heck yeah, and enjoy it. Because beating Toronto in Toronto, the NHL media in Toronto is going to blow up tomorrow. Especially like, with that call at the Steve end Dangle, of the game. Can, can you imagine him tomorrow? Like, what is he going to do? Like, again, His tweets to this all team. night were unreal. So uh, that's that for me, just the price of that is worth it to see what the national and international media, how they're going to handle losing to the Arizona Coyotes. The who? Like the Leafs fans were literally booing. Yeah, booing by the second period in the in the Scotiabank. It's unbelievable to see that. I, I Fantastic. <laughs> I, 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 I do again. I understand the assignment, but this is a win you enjoy. And here's the other thing it does. This is a group of staff players. They've been on the road already for seven games in preseason. They've been on the road for seems like almost a week already. They've got another week to go. This win helps make the road trip. I, I, I don't get by like yeah. it, it, it puts a smile on your face tomorrow. Breakfast is going to be great tomorrow in Montreal. And they have two days off. Puts a spring Montreal. in your step. And things just got better. It's been a grind. It's been difficult. It just got better. That win can carry them through the rest of this trip now. They had three games P- to go. Petey, I think your first puck talk has to be looking at what Corey Stillman's doing with his power play. Wow. They've talked about simplifying it, right? Uh, it, just getting down to And a lot of teams will talk about that, though, right? Oh, we just need to simplify and get pucks to the net. Well, it, it's not as simple as that. Clearly, they're doing some different things structurally. And it's all running through Shane Gostas Bear. A lot of times on that flank, where yeah, on the right flank, plays. which is strange, yeah. right? Like, yeah. usually that's you have he like he ran the power play all last year from the top, 
and you run the power play from the top. But you got Mosier on the top now, but still everything's going through 14 on the on the right hand flank. And that's unusual. The only thing, and you and I noticed this in the last game, is Clayton Keller gets his power play goal from that same spot. Clayton Keller isn't as effective on that left circle. And hear me out, Craig, you might not like this. There may be a point that Keller moves to the second power play unit so he can play that spot. He might be more effective as a one-two punch off of the right flank than he is over on the left flank where he can't distribute as well. He can't move the puck as well. He almost becomes a non-factor. It's Richie Mosier and Gossespierre with Boyd, Boyd screening in front. And they're keeping it all to that side. And Keller's really not getting involved. So instead of doing it that way, why don't you have a one-two punch where you have Keller and Goss Bear running off that same circle? I don't know. I'll get on the phone tomorrow and see what I can do. Yeah, we can yeah. talk more about that this week. A um, couple of comments I want to read. Taryn said, on Sportsnet Radio today, Nick Kiprios called the Coyotes the equivalent of an AHL team. Beautiful win tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, then... Uh, oh, nothing. Fox said nothing better than the tears of Toronto fans and Canadian media. And then Joel said Steve Dangle's meltdown will be fun to watch tomorrow. Yeah, it's like a one-two punch. You get to enjoy the game, and then you get to enjoy that. And you talk about Craig brought up the power play. The other special teams unit too, the the penalty kill. Yeah, they hadn't given up a shot in the first eight minutes, killing against one of Unreal. the best power plays in the National Hockey League. Not a shot. It wasn't Veggie yeah. out outstanding and doing a great job. They didn't give up a shot in their first eight minutes against one of the best power plays in the league. That's elite penalty killing. Yeah, and I feel like the percentage there with the PK is not telling the story of what's actually happening on that unit because I think that unit's been pretty good this season too, so maybe those those things will even out. But just for one more thing on the power play, right now that unit is 7 of 17 this season. That's 41.1% right now. That's obviously not going to last, and it's a small sample, but... It has been ridiculous so far. So we're going to go through, we'll send our interns on this tomorrow in research department and find out how long it took the Coyotes to score three power play goals last season. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because Richie's got three power play goals already himself. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I I want to see. We we have to compare it to where it was a year ago. I'll do some research on it because it's. you're right, Craig. The special teams made a difference. And usually for a Coyotes team, you say the special teams made a difference, but But it was in a negative way. But not in the... The positive. And you thought tonight, the same thing that happened in the last game, 30 seconds into this game, the Coyotes take a penalty. And you're like, oh my, here we go again. Get a good start. You're in their building and you get you get a penalty 34 seconds in. Mosier takes a cross-checking penalty in front of the net that he didn't have to take. And you go, uh-oh, now we're in trouble. And it just never took off from there. Uh, based on my quick research, the Coyotes got their third power play goal against the Seattle Kraken last year in their 12th game of the season. Oh my Look God. at that. Wow. Thank you, Sean. They have seven this year. That's nuts. Um, well, we have a lot to dive into. We've already touched on some of it. Um, and let's just start with tonight by the numbers because it really paints the picture. We've uh, already touched on the success of the power play, but we'll go over everything here. The shots on goal, the Coyotes kept up a little bit. Um, it started, the shots were 5-4 Toronto in the first, 9-8 Arizona in the second. Then they were severely outshot in the third period, 15-4. to It really felt like Toronto turned it on in that third period. You know, who knows what went on in the locker room in the intermission because Toronto did not look like the Toronto we know in the second, came back with vengeance. So they outshot the Coyotes 28-19. to We've talked about the power play. Um face off but the blocks here the blocks is something we wanted to really emphasize because 18 blocks for the coyotes 
and only seven for Toronto, but forgetting about Toronto, 18 blocks. They yeah, kind of, guys were laying down in front of pucks. And that's what you want them to do. It's usually a sign that you don't have the puck, though. So that's it's not necessarily a great thing when you're blocking a lot of shots. But yeah, you want your guys laying down in front of them. By the way, the Kites were actually two of five on the power play tonight. Yeah, they so, were two of five. Yeah, yeah, continuing that elite production. So just crazy to watch. So, uh, like you said, Leah, though, it's it's just a night to enjoy for Coyotes fans. We're not going to get a lot of these, and they're probably not going to be as. This one felt, in, in a lot of ways, it felt complete. I know the Leafs made a push in the third period, but you expect that. But I think you make a strong argument that the Coyotes were the better team for most of this game, which is not going to happen. Which is, I thought no. so, too. And we, we we talked about some of the things that the Coyotes didn't. Hey, again, I like to preface some of my comments. Don't get me wrong. These two teams play 10 times. Toronto's winning nine of them. Toronto is a better team. They're a playoff team. They are going to go much farther in this season than the Coyotes. So don't get me wrong when I say this, but I agree with Craig. They were the better team from the goaltender on out. I thought the goalie was better. I thought they turned the puck over much less than they have in their first two games this season. The special teams were better. They transported the puck up and down the ice, and Toronto was the team that was turning the pucks over. I I, I agree. I think, I think this might be as good as this Coyotes team can play, but when they do that, they're going to have a chance to win. As long as Vamelka plays like that. Yeah. And I think that may be the difference. Because you look at even last game when it was tied 3-3, you don't get those saves tonight. You were getting those saves. Yeah. So I I, I think, and thank goodness the NHL reviews that play, by the way, Craig. The hand mm-hmm. pass in the third. Like, that's an automatic review that that's... Toronto insti- instigates themselves. Otherwise, we're sitting here for overtime. I mean, and that's all they're going to be talking about on Toronto Radio. Oh, no doubt. What are you thinking too? When it's hey, listen, I, I don't I don't want to make this suggestion, but PD, do you remember the the goal that Derek Stepan apparently scored to win the game when he was in front and in Toronto? Yes, yeah. In Toronto reviewed, and I was like, well, it's reviewed. It's in, in Toronto. Toronto. The and we know which way this is going to go. It's in Toronto, yeah. and it went yeah. against the Coyotes. Yep. Yeah, and it was a yeah agreed. And and this one, Craig, I. I it left me and I've texted with some people since the game's been over and there's more than one of us shaking our heads. Like we have to go back to the rule book because yeah. it's clear that after Morgan Riley hits the puck down, it hit Clayton Keller in the right foot. Now, is that enough to consider that that should no longer be a hand pass? I I honestly don't know. And here's the scary part. And thank goodness they fired me because <laughs> if I would have been in that room, I don't think I would have made that call. That's a really gutsy call. And I know I talked to their their video department. doesn't make the call. That's the NHL automatically instigates it. So it wasn't yep. that. But I looked at that going, once it hit Keller's skate, I thought it was good. I don't know. I'm going to look into it again tomorrow. And by then, no one will care. It's, but I'm still going to look into it's it. It's just funny because if you remember last year, the win that, when the Jacob Chikorin scored that overtime goal and there was controversy on that too, like Leafs fans just must be losing it, <laughs> losing it. Cause now that's twice they've lost to the Coyotes on like quote unquote missed calls or bad calls in a row. Well, and I want to talk to, to, to Craig about one of his favorite players. Go for it. Who gets a, a big goal tonight from one of my favorite players, Christian Fisher, Fisher from Bugstead. It's almost like Morgan from Peters. So, I, <laughs> I like, so did you get the, yeah, what do you Chica- think? the Chicago, the Chicago, Minnesota connection? We, oh, wow. I didn't think of that Chicago, yeah. Minnesota connection. So what do you think about fish and his play tonight? 
I just, he's doing what he's supposed to do, right? It, it, I just wrote a couple days ago, obviously, about him getting a little more opportunity. And that line did get opportunity. I know all the lines have been juggled since Nick Schmaltz went out for, as I reported earlier, six to eight weeks, which is a big blow. But Christian Fisher is doing the things that he's supposed to do. He's 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 bringing energy, first of all. He's, he's going to those dirty areas. He's going to the net. One of the things that he said he's going to do, he vowed to me that this season – would be his highest shot total of his career. He's going to shoot the puck more. He wants to, he believes in his shot. He believes in his ability to make plays. And he's, I mean, early on in the season, he's playing really well for them, I think. Yeah, and it was really great to see him get on the score sheet tonight, um, especially given all that he's told us both, you know, on our show and to you and your story. Um, to, so to see him not only have a goal, but I think he also had an assist, didn't he? Am I wrong? No, he didn't. No, but that line had, no. had other opportunities, though. And I thought he did. I, yeah. he, did? He, had a, he had an assist on Lawson Krause's empty that net. That was goal. it. Oh, yeah. An empty so he did have, yeah, 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 he did have a goal and an assist. Yeah, because yeah. he stopped through the stick. He stopped the pass up the ice by yeah. Morgan Riley. Yeah. Huge play yeah. by him as F1 on that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think not only bringing the energy, Craig, they, were, they had the ability to possess the puck in the offensive zone, made some good plays, and got pucks to the net. And I thought Bugstad, and I know he didn't yeah. get a goal tonight, but he's his physicality. It's just it's line after line of guys that can bring that physical presence, and they haven't had that before. You know, whether it's Nick Rishi or Cassie, and they're more physical. The back end is more physical. It's just a different element to Coyote hockey than we've seen in years past. And I tell you what, it gives more room to other guys. And I and I think over the yeah. season you're going to see that making a difference for guys like Michelli and Gunther and and Keller. Yeah, Eustad and Fitcher led the team or led all forwards. In ice time tonight. So clearly, Andre Turney liked what he was. Yeah, you reward him. Yeah. And to, you know, and to pump your guys' tires a little more, the Minnesota guy, the play he made behind the net, Petey, right? Yeah. That's a puck battle where he was actually outnumbered, but he won the play and got the puck out to Christian Fisher. So that's a really nice play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, we already talked about him, but I want to talk about Shane Gossespear again. Roaring Fork earlier, you don't need to pull it up, Sean, um, said uh, Ghost is going to bring another first-round pick if he's not careful. I don't know if that might be a little bit um, wishful thinking, but he really is doing what everyone wants him to do. The coach, because he's playing really well. Bill Armstrong, because he wants to raise his trade value as much as possible. And he has just been delivering again and again and again. Not only did he assist that Richie goal, but he scored that power play goal with a minute 33 left in the third, which is the thing that was the game winning goal. Um, and that is why Shane Gosses Bear is tonight's DraftKings king of the game. He, you know, Christian Fisher also had a goal and an assist, but because this was the game winning goal and he's just been performing again and again and again. Ghost is our king of the game. And uh, Shane, Shane, earlier, we were all watching the game in our recliners here um, in the office. And Shane said, do you think Ghost plays better in October? Because he's Conspiracy ghost? theorist. The ghost. <laughs> the ghost you know, in October. Food for thought. Food for thought. <laughs> I'm not saying no. Um, I, what were you going to say, Craig? I just got to answer a question that some that's completely random. Somebody is in downtown Chicago. I can't even remember who it was that asked this question in the chat and where they should go for pizza. <laughs> go to Pequod's. Go to Pequod's. It's the best pizza in downtown <laughs> Chicago. Okay. You heard it. here. <laughs> there you go. Craig's Rex. Um, but also speaking of, you know, wishful thinking, I put money on the Coyotes money line 
at plus 390 today. I got to say, put her money where the mouth is. She picked him on the calendar. She put I her money like, where her mouth is. I really felt like I had to. And I'm so glad I did because I won big on DraftKings. And Tyler earlier in the comments said, put $50 on the Coyotes in a DraftKings parlay to win the first and to win in regulation plus 1100 And now immediately buying tickets to another game. Thanks, Toronto. Tyler, absolutely unbelievable. Um, I hope everybody wow. also heard me, heard my confidence and put money. I know Shane did and Sean did it in a parlay that the other part didn't hit, but he had the right thinking. Um, so we all won a little bit of money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app tonight, which was so much fun. And you can win money too. The NBA is back this week. And if you're a new customer to DraftKings, you can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, we didn't get to this the other night, but I want to tonight because they were at, the team was spot on, and that's Petey's keys. Um, so I want to pull those out. We tweeted them out earlier today. Petey, I'll hand it over to you. Well, no, because I always give more than what I've asked for. But shoot, shoot, shoot. They needed to shoot the puck more. They needed to find their offense, which is something they haven't been able to find with, Col- with Shawgren. I said Colgren. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> Shawgren in the net. Why would they spell it that I way? I know, I know. <laughs> so I, I think that that was... They were better offensively than they've been for the the first two games of the season. So start with that. So that was good. No turnovers, limited the shots against. By far, they were the worst team in the National Hockey League for chances and shots against. Like last, dead last. Through two periods, they were dead even with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So to see that shot total come down gives Vamelka a chance. If you can keep under 50 and under 40 shots, you give your goaltender a chance. So I think that... Fantastic. Keep streaking because we talked about how they, well they've done in that arena. And then we tweeted out after that, when the special team battles, veggie needs to be flawless and a little bit of luck. And um, I still think. Holy shit, Petey. I know. When I talk about <laughs> a little bit of luck. That was And that I want call. people to go for the call on the ice because I've been texting with people too. I'm, I've just got the rule. I'm not so sure that should have counted. Shh. We don't, don't need tell. to don't tell it on the record. So I and a little bit of luck. So I think all of those things fell into yeah. place. And I tell you what, for this team to win, that's exactly what's going to have to happen. Everything is going to have to fall into place there. They can't be missing one piece of their game. I'm sorry. They're not good enough to just go out there and wing it. They're not. They don't have a guy that can carry the team through it. They don't have Austin Matthews to get four goals. They don't have Shesterkin that can stop 60 shots. They don't. They're going to have to have everybody pulling the rope, and I thought they did that tonight. The special teams have to be on. Five-on-five play has to be good. Goal thing has to be good. And guess what? They actually defended the the defensive zone extremely well. Matter of fact, I might go out on a limb and say this might be the best I've seen this team defend. Like they wow. were collapsing around their net front, they were blocking shots. Their sticks were in lanes, and you know what? It didn't. I, you didn't ever have that feeling that they were just running around chasing in the defensive zone. They seemed calm and then tight and compact. If they can defend like that. You can win games. You can win low-scoring games if you can defend well, and that's the best I've seen this team defend. Yeah, Spencer said Gary made a call. It counts now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well, yeah, buddy, we're over. They're not replaying that at the at the ACC take slash the, Scotia Bay. Take the two points and run. <laughs> 
Love it. Oh, yeah. They're already landing in Montreal by now. They're gone, long gone. <laughs> hopefully it's not cursed when you go from Toronto to Montreal. I don't know. Not, not <laughs> when you're traveling in country, I hope. And by the way, for those that listen to Tales from the Road, what are they about to experience in Montreal, Craig? Moments away. What are you talking about? Which part? Oh, you mean the toilets? The toilets. Best toilets in the National <laughs> Hockey League. The, maybe the best toilets in the world. Let's, let's Buddy, be honest here. They are moments away from experiencing that pleasure. That heated floor, the heated toilet seat, and the bidet. I'm so it, jealous right now. It's a little bit creepy, right? That toilet knows you're coming before you know. Oh it does. God, the seat, the seat lifts up. When you're coming in, it, the seat lifts up. It's creepy. Oh, okay. Oh, Sorry. my gosh. Pretty, so they, pretty soon it's going to talk to you. Hello, Steve. So they can enjoy it tonight after a big two points and a big win. Well, we're enjoying our four we're enjoying peaks our four here. Peaks. I have not yet Leah's spilled. Not spilled yet tonight. I'm not spilled. I'm drinking. Pump- I can't stop drinking pumpkin porter. I it just mine. tastes like October. It's unbelievable. Petey, of course, is drinking his coat lifter. Craig, I don't know if you have yeah, Craig four peaks bring it with out him. in Massachusetts, but nope, you'll be home nope, soon. Not available here. I will um, be home tomorrow. Yeah. So Hopefully. I hope everybody in the chat let us know which four peaks you're enjoying tonight, and uh, you can literally buy four peaks wherever. You buy beer literally anywhere, including Target, which is always so fun to me. Um, and then also check out the A Street Pub if you haven't been down there already. Not only do they have great drinks, but great food as well. And if you missed our mullet takeover event, it was so much fun. We pre-gamed at Four Peaks with a taco bar. We're going to have plenty more events coming up at Four Peaks, including last Wednesdays or the last Wednesday of this month. So come to that. Stay tuned for more information on events at Four Peaks. And if you want to drink Four Peaks, you must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. Um, the last time the Coyotes lost in regulation was October 17th, 2002. In Toronto? Yes. You've got to be kidding me. What was everyone doing on October 17th, 2002? I was six. I think I was learning how to use the bathroom. Oh, no, I, was, I, was <laughs> yeah, five. I was five, I wow. guess. I would have, or four. Wow. Oh my well, I'd have been there, but I don't remember it. Craig, you were probably there too. <laughs> I don't remember it. Uh, you definitely don't remember it. I was I was working for the East Valley Tribune then, buddy. That's oh, so they weren't right. sending you out to the that's, Oats then. That's like seventeen outlets ago for me. So I no, I have no idea. <laughs> doing that. So, hey, I wanted to ask you. Uh, I know we didn't log a lot of minutes tonight. What What did you think? Did you even get a chance to zero in on Yusuf Alamaki? He played his first mm-hmm. game tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I. I, I he wasn't flashy by any means. It's not a guy that really stood out on the score sheet. Or, but you know what? Skates extremely well, moves the puck really well too. I I just thought he was fluid on the ice, and I know it's a, it's a, it's one game, and he wasn't extremely noticeable. I really like the way he moves. I I thought he he from that left side got the puck up, crisp passes, skated well. I I think it's a good addition to this Coyotes team. Yeah, he's, as I mentioned earlier, he doesn't have his U.S. visa worked out yet, but the next two games are also in Canada where he is allowed to play. He was supposed to be in their top six when they started the season, but he couldn't because of the visa issues. So I don't know when Connor Timmons is going to return to the lineup. He's day-to-day right now with that injury, but if if he is ready for Montreal, I, I have to believe that Josh Brown uh, bounces back out and, and then uh, Connor Timmons comes in and you'll get a, a better look at Balamaki. <laughs> Yeah, I would think I, I, I'd keep him in the lineup. Here's the issue you have, and I think that's what you're going to see, Craig, depending on where Timmons is at. You're, you'll yep. pick your spots with Brown. You can see kind of the edge that Brown brings to his game. He's a guy that he can push and shove after the whistle and bring a little toughness and bring a different element. Scored last game. I, I think there will be games where he is inserted in the lineup, and, and I think you'll have to see, you know, 
before they get back to the States, you'd have to think Valmaki is going to get another chance. You'd have to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just curious what will happen. It's kind of worked out that they're in Canada and it's aligning with Timmons being out. I know we've talked about Brown as that extra piece, but um, Jacob Chikrin is joining the team Who? on the road. <laughs> In Montreal, yeah. In Montreal, he'll start yep. skating with them. So we still don't have a timeline on when he's going to return to the lineup, but it'll be interesting. You know, let's just say Timmons gets back in in a timely manner, and then Chikrin comes in, what they're going to do on D and how they're going to, you know, shuffle that around. Yeah, we've said this before. As soon as Chikrin's available and ready physically to play, he's got to play, and he's got to play extremely well. He's going to have to hit the ground running. It's not going to be, oh, he can ease his way. No, he's going to have to play 17 to 20 minutes, and he's going to have to get on the score sheet. And the sooner he does that, the quicker he can get out. And, I, yeah. and I, that sounds horrible, but he needs to play. He's got to play three, four, five, six games at a high level. And honestly, it might not take much more than that. There are teams that are just waiting to see if he can play. With the injuries he's had over the last several years, just waiting to see he can put on a pair of skates and play again. Once he can prove that and he shows he can still skate and still provide offense, I think it won't take long. I really yeah. don't. And Ottawa is one of those teams, of course, that has been rumored around him. Toronto was, of course, he didn't get to play or even practice here. Columbus, another team that was in the mix for Jacob Chikrin. So... A lot, maybe some All showcasing teams coming going up. on. And we'll see. We'll see yeah, how quickly and if he can, can get back in the lineup. If he practices by tomorrow, and tomorrow's Wednesday, right? My, my days are no. Tuesday. That <laughs> was close. That was off by a day. It's not bad. So, and they, they don't play Columbus till the following Tuesday. Never say never. Like they, that's if he can get in a good couple of practices, and they've got some time to do that now before they play on Thursday. Don't. Don't rule him out for either Saturday at one o'clock against um, local time against Ottawa or Tuesday night against Columbus. I have a really fun fact for you. Okay. So like you said, the last time that the Coyotes beat or lost to Toronto in regulation in Toronto was 2002. It was October 17th. Oh my 2002. God. That's today. Today. Yeah. Not only that, but do you know what else is today? It is Matthew Nyes' 20th birthday. He was born October 17th, 2002. Wow, on the same oh, day? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Toronto oh, my Prospect. God. That's wow. a fun fact. Yeah. Another guy that should be wearing the Coyote Kachina. Just, Just saying. saying. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him in with Austin Matthews when he comes over. <laughs> yeah, oh maybe when gosh. they move when they maybe when they move the Leafs to Arizona to Arizona. <laughs> Are they gonna move them now? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like I the mean, LA Clippers, LA Lakers yeah, situation. They, they can yeah. share the mullet. Maybe in <laughs> just the middle like of the win a playoff series, you know. Just like crypto. There's plenty of room in there for <laughs> just everyone. Like crypto. Yeah, plenty of room. <laughs> Tons of room. Crypto, the down. Sun Devils, the Leafs. Yeah, oh my I like it. goodness. So you can push that through. Um, by the way, if you're watching this YouTube video live with us right now, hit that like button. And if you're watching us on Twitter right now, head on over to YouTube so you can comment in the chat um, and join us live so we can interact with you in the comments. The comments have been on point tonight. Um, everybody is cracking me up. Some great great commentary it's really fun to celebrate the wins because there probably won't be too many so let's just enjoy it but on that note i just want to talk can we just go to negative land for one second and then we can for come sure. right back i live in negative land. uh stetcher made a few mistakes tonight that led to some goals so can we just talk about stetcher's yeah. play tonight for a sec i Anyone? i just i want i want to isolate that 
that statement by P. I live in negative land. <laughs> that needs to be on a shirt well, and then on the back. Management, it's turnovers. Uh, and we talked about turnovers earlier. There's something they're going to have to control. Um, you know, Stetcher's a veteran guy. He's going to bounce back. But, yeah, he's got to manage the puck better in those situations for sure. I won't go as far as to say he's, he's, he's joining me in negative land. I don't think so. I think there were moments that I still thought Stetcher, he was all right tonight. Um, but he is going to have to manage the puck better. And he still ends up plus one. Steven said, relocate the Leafs to Quebec City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have there's an NHL building there. And by the way, I just want to like my if you're in the Discord, you saw the text my aunt sent me today about her being grumpy if the Leafs lose because I'm ta- I'm like talking to my know, aunt and my grandma that. tomorrow who live it's in terrible. Canada. So my aunt's gonna be grumpy tomorrow. But so I I'm literally like from Toronto and it's still really fun to, you know, make these jokes. Um let's talk about Dylan Gunther. He had, uh, I think, a couple of shots on goal in the end. Yeah, two shots on goal. Um, you know, no points tonight like last night. What did you guys did you guys notice Dylan Gunther? What did you think of his play tonight? And a two part question. Unfortunately, more bad news. Nick Schmaltz is missing six to eight weeks with an upper body injury, which is a huge, huge, huge bummer. But that was that injury was what opened up the opportunity for Gunther to play. Obviously, he's on that nine-game trial right now. If he goes past the nine games, he uses up a year of his entry-level contract. We've talked about this already, but what do you think about Gunther tonight? Schmaltz being out and whether or not Gunther could be that guy. Well, they're, I mean, they're sheltering Dylan Gunther. Let's let us be honest about that. He only played 11 and a half minutes. He had two, about two and a half of those on the power play. So they're being very careful when they use him, but that's okay. I mean, he's... He's a kid still, and and when you sit down next to him, you realize how much of a kid he still is. He's so young. I, I I'll I'll get to this later, but but I talked to Liam O'Brien about it. And he's like, yeah, he's he's got a few more years before he's ever even going to be able to grow a beard. That's my story. <laughs> my story tomorrow is on Liam O'Brien, but it, unreal. When he gets out there, it, it's the same thing I saw in his debut. He's not hurting him, right? He's not making mistakes. He's he's playing within the structure, which is. Again, it's a, it's a bigger deal than people re- realize for a young kid to be so aware of all those details away from the puck. He's still getting his chances. He got a couple chances again tonight. I mean, I think they might take the full nine games to evaluate him, especially with Schmaltz out, to see, okay, does he get more and more comfortable? Does he show something? I still think there are a lot of reasons to send him back, not the least of which are financial um, and, and keeping him under his ELC for another year, but... We'll see. I mean, he's not hurting them right now, right? When you watch Dylan Gunther, you you don't say, oh, my God, he he doesn't belong on the ice. And I I have to be honest, early in the preseason, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, and I think if if Schmaltz doesn't get hurt, I think he plays on this trip. I don't know if he would have played yet. He might not have played until Montreal or Ottawa. Um, But now with the injury, they've got to... They've got a spot open, and you've got to start looking now. Is it make more sense to send him to junior, and do we pull somebody up from down in Tucson? And we we had a list here in this in this studio a few weeks ago. Plenty of guys down there in Tucson that can play here in the NHL. So I still think the right move is to send him down. The only way he can prove it to me is prove it on the ice, and and that means that during this stretch before he hits the nine game limit. He needs to not only be comfortable, not make mistakes. He needs to do what he's supposed to do out there, and that's add to the offense. If he's not getting goals and adding to the offense, I would rather him go down back to play in Edmonton and score 50. Like, 
get back that scoring to you don't get frustrated and oh I can't score anymore and I'm snake bitten and no go score go score 50 go score 60 lead the league like I'd much rather see that than see him play 11 to 13 minutes a game and and hope he might get an assist on the power play that's just me I think he can he can do all those things down to juniors and you know what now he's been here now he sees what it's like he knows what it takes to play in the national league he knows the speed of the game I can take those things improve on them in junior. I know I need to work on some things like separating players from the puck, the physicality in the corners, all of those things I can work on. Then when I come back to training camp next year, gosh, just think how much better I'm going to be, how much more prepared I'm going to be when this team is now, and I say this now, a year from now, this team is going to try to start to win next season. Now, whether they will or not, I don't know, but they are going to try. And I I think for me, I would put him back to junior Find a guy in Tucson that could come up here and fill those fill those shoes until Schmaltz is ready to come back. Yeah, I think the <sighs> chat is uh, mostly in agreement. Just use them, like utilize him for the full nine games. Yep. Um, and and see, but you know, and we, if he we, gets five in those, if he gets yeah. five goals in those nine games, keep him. Great. Then you're here. Then you're a goal scorer in the national. Yeah, Academy. but uh, you know, people are just saying we've seen it in the past of not letting team players develop long enough, and people want to go see him win in a Memorial Cups. So. I, I agree with both of you. We'll see what happens. We'll keep tabs on that as we go forward here. But it's just good. It's just exciting even just to see him in, a, in the Kachina sweater, um, to see him on the score sheet last night. Even, you know, just to hear Matt McConnell say, and a shot on goal, Dylan Gunther. Like, that's that's the future. So it's really fun to look forward to that. Um, we are – This it's just been a really great day. It's just been a great day. And it started earlier, by the way, when Chop Shop – catered our How lunch miss sorry that. craig you missed it yeah not surprising you do all the <laughs> yeah. cool things when i'm away it's it's absolutely unbelievable uh did you were you here no i just missed it oh my right after gosh I got here. people well got sean and i sean late. and i had chopped what did you I have sean it. i had the um spicy korean barbecue steak bowl oh, oh. that sounds so buddy. good sweet, <laughs> pot- sweet potato hash on the on the base some some cauliflower on un- also the cookies Hey yo, that oatmeal like cinnamon molasses cookie, whatever I had was it was so good. might be the best cookie I've ever had, and I'm oatmeal, not exaggerating. Cinnamon molasses. I don't know what it was. No raisins or nuts. No, it nope. was just straight oatmeal it and like cinnamon. So it was good. it was chewy. It was soft. It was it was legitimately one of the best cookies I've ever had. And I don't hand that out. And the he hand had that one out. bite of it. I had that one I bite. Gave him yeah. at the end. Yeah, unbelievable. So if you're looking, if you're if you don't know what to have for lunch tomorrow, which I find lunch to be the hardest meal of the day to choose what to eat. Check out Chop Shop. It's amazing. Um, and also we just and sorry, Craig, I just feel like I'm flaunting to you, but we were in our recliners. We had NHL twenty two. Is that what you guys were playing? Yes. Yeah, NHL twenty two on this TV, Coyotes game on this TV, Monday night football on this TV, and all of us were in the more furniture recliners. Yep. With some four peaks in our house. That's what it's like right there. That wasn't today. That was the other day. But that is a live look at just what any given afternoon. Work, work, work. work. Yeah. As PD would say, work, work, work. I don't know how I do it. (laughs) Don't know how I do it. No. It's amazing. Someone's got to do it. And sometimes I will say there were moments, Craig, that the EA Sports NHL 2022 game (laughs) between Sean and Shane was more exciting than the game in the middle. And I got myself watching the other game going, oh, my God, it's a great play. Oh, it's it's a game. (laughs) I I can't. I can't even envision that because they're both such quiet people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> sure they Jesus. are. Yeah, no noise hey, in this studio. Hey, that first game, though, Alex Talk was giving Jacob the money. It was the yeah. work. Blew away Jacob, by oh, the way. Yeah. Jacob's in the chat. Two goals in a fight. Up. Yeah, but then Sean lost in game two to Shane, right? 
Okay. And that's what we do in the more furniture furniture. That's more furniture. M O R. More furniture.com. the ad. Price up your home. They have a fall sale going on right now. Perfect timing for Sean moving into his new apartment this week. Plus, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend at more furniture. So definitely check them out. What else do you guys want to talk about from tonight? Anything? I feel like. Yeah, I do. Okay. So we're going to say. On the ice, we we said, and I think to recap, we've said the Coyotes potentially were the better team tonight. Is I, that I, what I heard, Craig? Certainly at points. So we went to cap friendly. And the cap, what is the cap? 81.6? 81. 81.5, I think. 81.5? Is that the cap? Something. In that ballpark, that's what the cap Craig is. Craig is just sitting in Do you silence. know what the Toronto Maple Leafs cap number is? What? 87.7. Above the cap, they put money on LTIR so they could get down enough just to play their games. The Coyotes? The cap is 82.5, guys. Okay. 82.5. Still, still they're and above they're at 87, the seven Above the cap, the Coyotes are at 65 million. And of that 65, there's a little bit of dead money in there, too. So just saying, can you imagine what $22 million could do to your, your franchise? I just want to throw that out there as we're talking about how these two franchises competed tonight. That's all. Well... I mean, the well, the coyote, the Leafs are going to be playing in May, and the Coyotes are not. But that's okay. Yeah, but I I feel like Austin Matthews will give better efforts when he's playing in Tempe. So I think so too. But yeah. don't you think, Craig? And here's what I always thought this entire game, and it, I was just I, I just felt I was waiting. I'm waiting for for. Yeah. I was waiting for Matthews. I was waiting for Marner. I was waiting for Nylander. I was well, wait. I'm just waiting. Marner I need finally Nylander. did. Nylander. That was a hell of a goal he had, by the way. But I I just. We're just waiting. Well, I never felt safe. I was 2 nothing. You're like, well, Toronto's just going to turn it on, right? They're just going to turn it on. because that, But that's what shows about this league. You can't just turn it on. Like, they're playing against, you can say what you want about the Coyotes and their team and their roster, but there's still guys can skate up and down the ice. They're still players. They still have pride. They're blocking shots, physical in the corners. You can't just go, okay, now we're going to play. It just doesn't work that way. And I think that was a great example take, of that. And you can't take penalties against the Coyotes. That's what the Coyotes have proven in, through these first three games. And that's a great point because you could in the past. You could in the you past. You could beat up the Coyotes. You could be physical on the Coyotes. And you put them on the power of the game. Yeah, so what? They're going to go for 6. So that's fine. And if you can't score on the power play, you are going to get manhandled. Because teams just don't care. The best way to stop a team from beating you up physically on the ice is to score on the power play. Because then on the bench, they're going to go, hey, stop taking penalties because we're going to get our ass kicked. So stop taking penalties. And that's the best way to do it is score on the power play. So right now, the Coyotes have one of the best power plays in the National Hockey League a week into the season. I, I Literally, that's not spinning the wheel of fantasy. That was a real statement. The Coyotes are one of the best power plays in the National Hockey League. Yeah. Wow. What a forget- Led by Nick Ritchie, Nick Ritchie. Shane Gostisbehere, and JJ, JJ Mosier. Like anybody yeah. else around, around in North front. America would say, who? Who? Not, yeah. not, yeah, it's not, it's not Melkin and Crosby. Yeah. It's not Stamkos, Kucherov, Point. Nope. I mean, I think they know who Gostisbehere is, but yeah, Nick Ritchie and then and Travis Boyd? JJ Mosier is a name that more people need to learn about because yeah. he's been really good since camp started. And we said that last year too, Greg. There were moments last year in the tight games he played. You go, he, you knew he was something special, and he is impressing almost every time he plays. He's he's getting that much better. And I tell you what, when this team gets through the rebuild and they're through the other end of this tunnel, that kid's going to be a player. 
Like he's a kid that's going to be leading the charge from the back end by the time this thing gets to where they want to be in the promised land at the TAD. Uh, blatantly asked nine said 22 million in cap room equals 15 million times seven for Matthews. There you go. Agency. There you go. See, I like the way people Perfect. think. Keeping the checkbook open. Maybe we should see if GMBA Ooh. has an opening on the staff because that's a hell of a deal. Love it. Get it done. Unreal. Did you see GMBA? Oh, celebrating. Celebrating? Yeah, that Wyshynski tweet was great. It was fantastic. Unreal. So we tell me it. they don't yeah, want to win. We saw it on the valley. And that's the thing. Like, Bill, Bill Armstrong has said to everybody and, and us all summer long, like, the, nobody is nobody is oblivious to the fact that this is year two of a rebuild, that the goal is not to make the playoffs. The goal is to draft high. But what he said is he wants to be – well, he wants the team to be tough. He wants the team to be competitive. He wants the team to challenge teams when they play them. And I know that the Coyotes, you know, were severely outshot in games one and two. They lost by multiple goals games one and two. But at least in those two games, there were moments where the Coyotes looked good or, the, or there were moments where they had a surgence. And it felt like the, what they those moments in the first two games came together tonight and like you said in your keys they had a stroke of luck they had you know they executed on what they needed to execute on and that allowed them to win this game it did and and you know maybe they won't win against Montreal and Ottawa maybe you know they're not going to win the rest of October who knows but for them to win against Toronto like that's the oh, those are the games you want to win. But it just so, feels so good. So let's go the opposite side. Craig, is this team coming home three and three and three and three? Oh, slow down, buddy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool your Jets yeah, turbo. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you, not. You take a look. Just go to Hockey Reference and look at how they do against the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of cursed <laughs> buildings, it's actually yeah. insane. Um, and I was actually bummed that Nick Schmaltz is out because I wanted to see him against Ottawa again after what he did last season yeah. so yeah yeah that's that's a tough one losing nick schmaltz like, can i i wanted to address a couple questions in the chat yeah go for it what of them they've talked about uh javi luna wanted to know how the heck nick Ritchie did not work in toronto with the talent they have and we've talked about that he got a chance to play with marner and matthews and it just it didn't work the way michael bunting worked and and some of that's on the player but pd as a coach when you when you when you look at that situation how much of it's on the player how much of it's on the coach to find a way to take advantage of a guy's talents. It's, I can go back to several players and you go, it's, 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 it's gotta be some on the player. Like you, you look at um, Connor Garland, when you watch Connor Garland playing in Tucson, there were moments he was great, but he played like a junior player. You go, he hasn't figured it out yet. And then once he figured it out, he's in the national hockey. Michael Bunting's a player that when he was in the American league, High-skilled player. Michael Bunting's problem down in the American League was he would cause problems with his mouth, meaning he would chirp players, and he would yep. be, then he would take a penalty, and he's in the penalty box. They're four-on-four. Four. He would do skirmishes around skirmishes around the net, and he would take thing, penalties after the whistle, and he was in the box again. He had to find the, that fine line between being who he is and being competitive from being in the penalty box all the time. Once he found out, oh my goodness, I don't need to do that. I can still play offensive, do things good on the ice, and then skate away. Once he learned that, that's when he got his opportunity in the National Hockey League. And that's when he played well for the Arizona Coyotes. When he came up that year for the Coyotes, he was on fire. But he needed to do it first in the American League. He needed to find out where he was as a player, what made him a player, and he had to 
figure it out. And he had to figure it out in the American League. And that's why the American League and their coaching staff is so important because they need to help these players find their path to the National League. He could score and he was offensive, but until he took those penalties out of his game, couldn't play because he was a liability. But for Nick Ritchie in Toronto, uh, why wasn't Sheldon Keith able to find a way to utilize Again, what he could bring? You talk I, about I mean, so Nick Ritchie's and now here's where some of it becomes who who was around you and what is the confidence they give you and how how important are you and can you get that little pat on the back and are you a part of their program? Nick Ritchie wasn't Matthews. He's not Marner. He's not. He played with those guys, but he wasn't the guy. And and sometimes if you're getting the pat on the back versus you know, with the stick versus the carrot, he comes here and he's the guy. And he got freedom to play. He got more minutes to play. Play the way you want to play. And I think that allowed Nick Ritchie to become the guy that he's always supposed to have been in this league. It was a fit. He just didn't fit in Toronto's system or scheme and what they want to do with a run-and-gun speed game. I, I think he's got to play in a team that's a little more gritty and got a little more you know, grit in the corner. So I think it was a fit thing for Nick, Rick, Nick Ritchie. Okay, good analysis. A couple other things. Jeffrey Lane asked, uh, wants me to do a story on the power play. We're actually already talking about this. This is already in the works, Jeff. So, so caught on that when the Coyotes come back from this road trip. And then the last thing that I wanted to address, a lot of people have asked about this. AZ Central had a story on Sky Harbor and the city of Phoenix and the airport issues, really basically calling out the city of Phoenix for they're disingenuous. The thing that I tweeted earlier, they're, they're basically their hypocrisy. You know, we've, we've talked about this a lot on, on both the show and in writing. We've even provided some instances in the past where the city of Phoenix and Sky Harbor were just fine with structures that were going up. There are obviously residents along there as well, but it's good to see another media outlet in town diving into it. There are a couple things that I hadn't heard before in this story. It's a well-researched story worth reading again don't buy it. Don't buy it when the city of Phoenix and Sky Harbor tell you, yeah, that th there are issues here with residences. It's it's unsafe. They're going to reroute planes over South Scottsdale. The things that are coming out in those flyers, they're just blatant lies. It's, it's absurd what's going on right now. It is pure politicking. And when you dive into the issue, when you read the IGA, when you read all these past instances, some of which AZ Central reported, you know that the city of Phoenix and Sky Harbor don't have a case. It is kind of gross what they're doing right now, trying to attack the Tempe proposal for the arena and the entertainment district. Yeah. So we'll always listen to Craig because he's been reporting this from the start. He's connect well connected in this whole story. Um, so, you know, I know people have been getting flyers and we've seen people in our even in our own discord who are receiving flyers in, in Scott, who people who live in Scottsdale uh, receiving flyers. But um, yeah, follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan for, for more. And of course, always read the stories on gophnext.com. Um, I want to talk about another thing that we did tonight that was fun. Again, I just feel like I'm flexing on Craig, like who's on the East Coast, and we're talking about all the fun stuff we did today. So right yeah. before, So right before the game started tonight, we actually did a oh. six-person draft. I have the results. So six we, person draft on on underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy. Um, so this is something yep. you can do. First of all, you could do pick them, which we've talked about already. Higher and lower. Yep. Literally, you just pick oh, higher and lower too. And you can the more like you add, the more you can you know increase your winnings. You can also do private drafts with your friends. Two person drafts, three six person drafts. So we did a six dollar six person draft, three dollar entry. Me, PD, Sean, Shane, Espo, and Totri. PD won. 
Did I? First place. Buddy. You won $10. In second place, the person who did not want to do this draft, Anthony Tokshree. <laughs> won sixth. <laughs> I got fifth. Ten bucks? Sean got third. You won $10. Oh, no. Are you sure you're looking at the right thing? Oh. Espo. Yours updated? Espo came in last. Uh-oh. Because mine says that your boy came in second, winning $6. Oh, wait. You won. You came in second. Uh, Tokshree oh, came DP in third. Came up. Okay, I, I still came in fifth. If we do these drafts, by the way, money. these drafts on the Underdog Fantasy app are incredibly easy to do. But this is the second time Leah said at 403 for 405 games, hey, why don't we do a draft? Can we do it like 15 you know minutes what? sooner? We couldn't because I was producing ASU 15 minutes before Jeez, that. Like it, it's, everything's so <laughs> rushed and we're like, you got to pick, you got to pick. And let's take well, our time. On a timer. Well, to be fair, yeah, I mean, they're, they're designed to go quick. So yeah. it only takes you a few minutes. Well, we did. It, it was a two. It took us, what, three minutes to draft? You won. You won I know $10. I won. I'm not so. complaining. I'm glad yeah. I won. I'm just saying it's super easy. We did it in three minutes with six people. Three dollars, like I don't mind losing three dollars. Put ten dollars. And in I your like pocket. winning ten dollars. Six dollars in Sean's pocket. I like winning ten dollars. Like, yeah, I don't like losing three dollars either. But Petey and I don't gotta worry about that because you know we won. <laughs> oh my so God. never sharing we, my chop shop cookie with you again. <laughs> um, you, you missed <laughs> out on that, Craig. More stuff you missed out yeah, on. Yeah, more stuff. Um, but if you want to, so you think I gotta yell at him that he's that far away? I know really you feel like you away. have to do that, but sorry you don't. to everybody listening you with their really headphones don't. on. Um, if you want to do daily fantasy or the pick'em game, not just for NHL, but for NFL, MLB, NBA this week, um, download Underdog Fantasy. You can search in the App Store or click on the link in our show notes. Sign up with the promo code PHNX, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX, and get in on the action today. What were you gonna say? Nothing. nothing. Okay. <clears throat> I was also looking because somebody in the office said, "How much?" Are the home opener tickets for the Coyotes? So I pulled them up on Game Time. They're about like one in the one twenties, which was way less than I thought. But there's actually a game right now on Game Time. It's November first against Dallas. Fifty seven dollars. Get out of here on Game Time right now. Right now, I checked that today. Fifty seven dollars on the Game Time app for November first wow. against the Dallas Stars. So return of Wedgie. Return of Wedgie. Wedgie versus Veggie yeah. head to head. We'll see. Um, but if you like, I know it's it's hard for people to go to Coyotes games this year with not, you know, with out the upper deck cheaper seat option. Check game time. Check game time the day of games, especially that's when the tickets are the cheapest. I swear you won't be disappointed. Um, PDU's game time to buy his son ASU hockey tickets the other day. You can buy your there's ASU hockey tickets for this Friday's game for $36 on the game time app. Fantastic. So if you want to get your first look at Mullet Arena, you can get that. It's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Like I literally Craig, are you going? Might go to that. Friday? Are you going Friday or Saturday, Craig? Friday. Friday. So Craig will be there. Check out game time. You can save up to 60% when you buy last minute. Um, not just sporting events, but shows and concerts as well. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our description. So whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening on audio, scroll down to the description of this and click on our link to buy your tickets and then let us know when you do. Um, I'd love to hear people's experiences buying tickets on game time. Uh, I want to ask something non-hockey related, but it's something that happened to Petey today. Petey had a rattlesnake encounter <sighs> today and I just want you to tell that story for everyone oh, yeah, i just don't know because i'm always i'm very aware i understand it's rattlesnake season i get it our neighbors had a bite like I, there's been three in our neighborhood in the last few days i get it there's so, a, a there's a rattlesnake season 
<laughs> yeah, it's like right now before they start hibernating at the end of October, and then oh, they'll go away. Didn't know snakes hibernated. Yeah, I'm from they New do. York. So they're, they're <laughs> about done because it gets cold in the Sean, Sean, they're out collecting acorns right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're fattening up. Buddy, but so I, I didn't even pay attention. There's a big sidewalk where I walk, and I was walking on the sidewalk, and I go down to the end of the street. I hit the end of the street, and I come back. On the way there, I walked right down the middle of the sidewalk. Nothing. Crickets, nothing. is fine. On the way back, there's a shadow from a tree, and I kept walking, and I placed my foot down, and I looked, and I was three inches from a rattlesnake, and I go, that's probably bad. <laughs> and so I jumped, as you might imagine. I jumped, and I looked back, and I took a picture. That's probably bad. And I thought for a second, it still wasn't moving. I go, well, maybe it's dead. It wasn't dead. But why in the hell didn't it move when I was walking toward it? What What's wrong with the snake? So I guess the good news out of the story is I stepped three inches from a snake and it didn't bite me. But if I step on a snake, I imagine they'd be pissed <laughs> and he might bite me then. So just everybody out there that's living in Arizona, keep your eyes open for snakes for the next few weeks. I have one snake encounter in my entire life. It was at Disney World um, at Blizzard Beach, the water park. I was in the, the Lazy River and all of a sudden we see a snake just swimming in the Lazy River with us. And we say, hey, Mr. Lifeguard, there's a snake there. And he's like, what color is it? And we're like, yellow and black. And he's like, oh, that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> and then he grabbed one of the prop skis that was next to his little thing and he picked it up and just threw it. And that was, that was the end of my snake encounter. My dad lost me in that Lazy River when I was eight. Really? Yes. Hey, Blizzard oh, Beach is no dramatic. joke. Blizzard <laughs> Beach is no joke. That Lazy River is no Why don't leave home? Just don't leave home. <laughs> Sit on the couch. You don't have a rattlesnake story or a snake in the beach story. Just stay home. Sit on your couch <laughs> and watch PHNX. Pete, did not the guys used to have a, a trainer who did rattlesnake training on the side? He still does. Yeah. Well, he, he, he left the coyotes. and he do that yourself. It's maybe rattlesnake solutions. Yeah, I talked to him that, yeah, he's he actually quit the Coyotes to start his own business, Rattlesnake Solutions. They rattlesnake-proof houses and new construction commercial buildings. Yep. Yeah, he's not afraid of snakes. So, yeah, he's the guy to call, Rattlesnake Solutions. That's for Eric. Wow. Love that. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. Well, I think it's the point in the show we should pull up the punch card. And we got our first victory stamp. And I we don't even know what they'll look like. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. And it doesn't matter, you all, because... It's green. The It's a green. Because punch Ooh. card results do not guarantee first overall pick. So we're setting aside the need to lose. I saw Nick saying it earlier. Nick, it's okay for tonight. We're letting it go. It's only game three. Um, but we got our first winning punch. The Coyotes will not be 0 for October like last season. It's done. I'm I'm stunned, but in the enjoy best it. way. Enjoy it for the rest enjoy of the night. It. Enjoy it while you can, and we don't the, the oats don't play again until Thursday. Nope, they don't. So you can relish in this for the next forty eight hours. Fantastic. Yep. So it, it this this has been really fun. <laughs> Nick, thank you, Leah. You're welcome. Um, and then let's also take a look at the upcoming schedule. We've already talked about it, but the Coyotes do have two days now before their next game, which will be good to get some rest. Um, we got the Montreal Canadiens coming up on Thursday for what last season Craig coined it the Battle of the Basement um, and then took that literally and did the post-game show from Pittsburgh in a basement. And then Saturday in Ottawa at 1 p.m., which the last time the Coyotes played a matinee against the Ottawa Senators, Nick Schmaltz scored seven points against them. So we'll see. Are you going on a limb? Are they getting a win in one of those two games? I feel like I've ran out of all my juice of predicting things so craig, craig what do you think do they get a win in the next two <sighs> wow that was aggressive that was a that was a that pd was a PD. level that sigh was yeah. which by the way people have been asking about your science tonight you really haven't know, sighed it wasn't much bad 
The mo- it wasn't bad. Because it was, it was it much was lower. We had a lot of fun. Hmm. So you say no. Mm, they might get a win in one of these last three road games. And do they put in the other goaltender? I got to believe he plays before this road trip. So over, if Connor right? Ingram plays, he gets a win. There's but, my call. But now, my, now you got a couple days, right? You have Veggie can rest after this. Veggie's going to play Montreal. Veggie's going to play Montreal. I'd say Veggie in Montreal. It's a day game in in Ottawa. Less than forty. I would come back with Ingram in Ottawa. Then you don't play again till Tuesday in Columbus, and I'd go back with Veggie. So Veggie plays five of the first six. Ingram gets sun Saturday in Ottawa. But again, I sit here, not there. So it's not up All to right. me. Well, we'll see what happens. Nolan said more ASU content. Nolan, the PHNX Sun Devils show, which is a show entirely dedicated to ASU, um, covered ASU hockey over the weekend, and they had a whole segment on their show about ASU hockey That was today. a good show, by the so way. So if you want some ASU hockey content, check out the PHNX Sun Devils show, and also check out gophnx.com because I wrote a story over the weekend. Craig often writes stories about two ASU hockey. This week. Two ASU stories Two this ASU week? Two ASU hockey stories this, this week. Wow. There you go. So become a member now at gophnx.com. It's a great time to become a member with NBA this week. Cardinals, who knows what's going on there? We got full coverage of that. We got Coyotes coverage, ASU hockey, all of it. Anything you can think of, uh, baseball, offseason coverage, it's there. And if you become an annual member, you get a free shirt from the locker like the one PD is wearing right now. You can grab a hat, which you can't see, but Sean is wearing as well. Um, so check out the locker, become a member at gophnx.com and then join a members only discord, which was, yeah, was buzzing. lit, buzzing. lit during this buzzing game, during like game. absolutely unreal. I feel like I can, uh, just let loose in there. It was a lot of fun. Um, so it's a great time to become a member of PHNX. Is there anything else you guys want to say about nope, tonight? I'm ready. Let's enjoy it. Everybody that's a Coyote fan, go enjoy your f- favorite club soda, beer, wine, brandy, whatever it is tonight. Enjoy it. <laughs> Um, with a big win over one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. And rub <laughs> and it in. Awake, and if you're awake in four hours, you can read my Liam O'Brien story. On wow, it's really? Gonna, it's about, it's well, going to be going live at 3 a.m. in Arizona, so it can be live at 6 a.m. back east when the Coyotes get up and they put together their clip. So, By the way, Craig, Lawson Krause is coming for yeah, Liam Lawson O'Brien. Krause is coming. Well, he might be mentioned in that story as wow. well. He might, okay, yeah. been, he might have been the impetus for that story, in fact, because I was talking to... Lawson Krause for the Christian Fisher story that I wrote. And at the end of it, I said, okay, I got to ask what's up with the beard. And that's all I'm going to say for now. Cause okay. it's part of the entire so, story. Uh, along with Craig's stories. And by the way, if it happens in coyotes, it happens in Craig's stories, but coyotes fans for the rest of the year, they cannot take this win away from you. If you, you can, <laughs> you can always flex with, yeah, but we beat the Leafs, and that's in honestly Toronto. in Toronto. That's all you need. That's literally, literally all you need. That's literally so nobody all you need. can give it to you. Yeah, we beat the I'm Leafs fueled. in Toronto. I'm fueled for the rest of the season. Hundred percent. And any internet fight? Yeah. Well, guess who beat Toronto <laughs> in Toronto? Spencer said this might be the Pulitzer Craig. Pulitzer Craig <laughs> might be. Liam uh, O'Brien. Yeah. And you then never know. Nick said, "Ride the high, boys. Next stop, El City." <laughs> right back down to reality. Yeah, Thanks, Nick. Appreciate oh, you. Oh my goodness. I will say this: Liam O'Brien embraced the interview, so you never know. Like, hey, I haven't talked to you in a long time. Can I talk to you about your beard? Really? Love Some it. guys might not warm up that. He just owned it from the start. So, yeah, yeah, it was no. a lot of fun. I can't wait. I really can't wait to read it. That's going to be a fun one. Um, so we'll, we're going to be off tomorrow. We're going to have an audio episode Wednesday. We'll be live Thursday post game after the Canadians game. Another audio episode Friday. And then live again post game 
for the Saturday Senators game. So if you're not already subscribed or following wherever you get your podcast, follow us there because we have audio only episodes every single week. Like us, leave us a review there. Give us like give us stars, write a written review, even if it's just a thumbs up. It really means a lot to us. And it would mean a lot to us, too, if you would follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Um, we're tweeting all day, every day, especially during the games. It's a lot of fun. And then follow Peach and Sports across all social media platforms as well because we have all the sports coverage there. But there's also some content there that you might not see on our Twitter as well. And then subscribe to the Peach and Sports YouTube channel so you never miss a live show. This has been a lot of fun tonight. Everybody who's been here live in the chat, thank you so much for joining us. Joel said full stars tonight. Thank you so much, Joel. We appreciate it. Appreciate every single person who was here in the chat, whether you were commenting or just, you know, sitting back and watching with us. And if you're listening later, we seriously appreciate you. Um, you can follow each of us on Twitter at S Peters hockey at Leah Merrill at Craig S Morgan and at Sean underscore to pause. Everybody enjoy this. Enjoy this win. The coyotes are one and two, which we'll remember also at a different point in the season. I am sure Enjoy it, and we'll see everybody again on Wednesday.